I'm good, thanks. That's good. Sinead, how do you pronounce your second name? Uh, Nee Nulon. Nee Nulon, oh my God. Yeah, perfect. Everybody (laughs) asks me that, it's okay. Yeah, that was like the first question. Everybody. yeah, I wrote it down and uh, I was like, shit, how the fuck do you say that? Because usually I'll introduce people by their full name and then I was like, do you know what, yeah. I'm not going to pronounce that. I'll just pronounce Sinead and that'll do. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Everyone says it to me. Everyone asks me how to pronounce it or they attempt it and it's completely the wrong pronunciation. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's very unique though because like I've never heard um, the Irish name before. Like you obviously get like all the standard ones like o'connor or like fitzpatrick or something like that and then you hear the new and you're just like whoa <laughs> i know see i could have the english version but i was like no i'm gonna be different and go with the irish version because like i grew up in an irish school yeah so my irish version was always you yeah and like my mom whenever she signed me up for anything it would always be new Lon. so i just kind of kept it on for like fighting my business as well like so i just yeah i'm just known by the irish way so no point in changing it you know what i mean well what's it what's the english way then how do i how is it Ah, right, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just for people who don't um, know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, yeah, my name's Sinead, I'm 19 years old. I'm a full-time athlete uh, under John Cavanagh in SBG HQ in Dublin. Um, I own my own business at the moment, so I'm a qualified personal trainer and online coach. And uh, I moved to Dublin to train and work, and that's currently what I'm doing at the moment. Brilliant. That's good. Um, so many questions that I want to ask you about because I'm a uh, SBG vanboy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, whenever I was doing the uh, questions, I was like, right, I can't like just say like Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor. I need to make sure that I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I need to make sure that it's actually structured around Sinead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. So you were in Bellina, and it's in Galway, isn't it? Mayo. Oh, it's in Mayo, right? Okay, shit. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you were training up there for how many years? Uh, three years there. Three years. Okay, cool. Um, I just I only went there when I started the jujitsu kind of things. When I was doing kickboxing, I was in White Tiger kickboxing in Casper, so it was mainly a kickboxing club. Then when I started the gist and kind of the K1 is when I went to SBG Balanai, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, you were there doing the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. How long did you stay yeah. there for? Like, I don't even know what uh, belt you are at the moment. I'm still a white belt at the moment. Oh. Um, I have a weird relationship with the Jiu-Jitsu. I, it's like a love-hate relationship. Like, one day I'll like <laughs> yeah. it, the next day I'll like, I'm not doing it, I don't like it. Yeah. But I do it because I know I need it for MMA, but I'm starting to, starting to grow on me. But at the moment, still a little bit of a 50-50. Yeah, okay. No, it makes sense. Um, yeah, because I've seen on your Instagram that you had a couple of uh, kickboxing fights and I didn't really see too much jiu-jitsu. So I was like, oh, she must be a kickboxing girl. <laughs> no, I've been kickboxing for 11 years and I was only jiu-jitsu in for uh, three, three years. So there's a bit of a difference. I'm more of a, yeah. a striker. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah of course. And uh, do you... Obviously, you said that you need jiu-jitsu for MMA. Um, did you do, like, any other kind of grappling, or was it just always kickboxing? No, I started off with karate, and then it, it was kickboxing from about, since I was nine, till I was about, like, 18. 
And then in the past year and a half, I've just been concentrating on jujitsu and MMA. Mm-hmm. Okay, brilliant. And whenever you were younger, did you did you get like did you go to kickboxing yourself, or was there like an influence from like any of your parents or your friends? My dad is a jujitsu blue belt. Oh, okay. And a Brazilian and a black belt in traditional jujitsu, so he's always had a martial arts background. Right. So he kind of, like, he didn't make me do it. He just wanted me to try it. And I instantly fell in love with it. So it was great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you said he's a black belt in judo? In Brazilian, in traditional jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay. Wow. Jesus Christ. So it's more trolls and yeah. it's not really competitions. It would be more, you know, traditional, the kind of side of it. So, but yeah. So it's not Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's just traditional, did no, you say? No, it's traditional jiu-jitsu. Now, I'm not sure the difference, but it's not much com- competition. It's more uh, throws and that kind of stuff, more yeah. partner work than competitions. So it's like, I don't know if I've researched this properly, but um, I remember like learning about the uh, the Gracie family and they took traditional jiu-jitsu. Was it from Japan? And then I think so. Yeah, I don't want to butcher I the don't story. Want to get the wrong information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to butcher the story, but I remember like seeing yeah. something online where I think it was the Gracie family. Um, they had took like different aspects of like judo and like uh that traditional jiu-jitsu from I don't know if it was Japan or some other Asian country. Um, I'll probably I'll have to go and research this, but like people are probably yeah. picking their hair out of their flipping head at the moment, going, "No, yeah, it's I not it's Japan." Yeah. Along those lines, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's along those lines. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, along um, those lines, yeah. So, um, your dad, did he, like, was he, like, forceful whenever he was getting you into martial arts, or was he, like, just no, fine? No, no, because I also played GAA as well. Oh, okay, cool. I played county GAA, so oh, wow. I paid for my county. So, I was trying to balance kickboxing and that. Yeah. Well, he never said, like, you have to do it for the rest of your life, you know. He just said, try it. If you don't like it, you'll try something else. But I instantly fell in love with the whole idea of fighting and the discipline and all that kind of stuff. So I just stuck to it since yeah. I was eight. You know what I mean? I never kind of, never thought of giving up. Yeah, of course. I gave up the GAA instead. Yeah, um, well, it's probably a good move. Yeah, it's a good move. You can't uh, get paid in GAA professionally, can you? So yeah. uh, <laughs> did you, where did you play in GAA? What position? I actually played midfield. Oh, did you? I know, okay, cool. like, oh, you're very small for midfield because I'm tiny, but yeah. I kind of had the speed advantage, so that's, that's why they, they plonked me in there with all the six foot. Yeah, that makes girls, sense. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you could, uh, you could have like a big tall person next to you and they could just pan the ball back down to you and you can scramble that's on the it. ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, that, uh, I know that tactic. Well, I used to play GEA up in, uh, in Belfast. I fucking loved it. It was... Uh, it's very competitive. I, well. I still do. Yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 really really good. And whenever I try and describe it to people, um, here in Australia as well, they have a thing called AFL. So it's like Aussie Rules Football, and uh, they basically play with like a smaller rugby ball, and uh, it's like GEA, like the way they hand palm the ball to each other for like passing and uh, kicking it and all, and like they bounce off the ground. And I'm just like, you know, you stole that off GEA like Gaelic football. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, <laughs> um, but you have to be so fit for that, and like people don't understand how fit GEA is because you're just constantly moving. You have to run up and down the field for thirty minutes and only get like what yeah. five minutes. 
exactly. Yeah, it's it's so like it's different to to soccer and rugby because there's gaps and breaks during that play, but like you're just constantly on in Gaelic for fucking was it six? I can't remember. Is it sixty minutes? Sixty minutes, yeah. 30, yeah. 30 minutes and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. Like so insane. I know. But it's uh no, I, I loved it. Like it's amazing whenever like you actually do well with your with your club too. I never got to play um to play county. I think I went. I went to a couple of trials for the county, but like, mm. it was kind of like you had to either have like a good friend because like I lived outside Belfast, so I lived in Antrim, which was like half an hour away. But like, my dad was a Brit and uh, my mum didn't drive, so like <laughs> they didn't uh, they didn't have any interest <laughs> in <laughs> in taking me up to Belfast. And uh, yeah, but it's very <laughs> politics orientated now. Like, yeah. I know that. A lot of the times I went to trials, like I got dropped on the last time I tried, I didn't get on the team. But it, the team was mainly focused on where the coach was from. Mm, okay, so yeah. So if you were from the coach's town, you'd probably most 90% going to get picked whether you were really good or really bad. Yeah. So I find it's all politics and that didn't really sit right with me. Like, I, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to fight more than I wanted to play yeah. football. So it was kind of a, it wasn't an easy decision, but... I kind of knew in my heart what I wanted to do. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I uh, had some fucking weird stories. Like, I remember our coaches used to freak out whenever someone would wear a soccer top. They would be like, get that fucking shit off. <laughs> um, yeah. It's fucking... 100%. Yeah, and it's just a top. Like, you wouldn't think... They're like, no, you have to wear GEA colors or um, you have to wear something to do with your club, which I understand, like, because, like, you're training. But, like, if you're, like, a 15-year-old boy and you don't know any better, like, Fuck me, like I'm sure. Like, it's very strict, like yeah. Yeah, um, and my dad, like I said, he was from England, and uh, there was one time I, uh, I was I was quite young, so like I didn't really know like much about the politics scene like at that time, but um, I actually wore an England soccer top onto GEA oh, field. I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and but it was so weird because oh, you know what. Cause I had all this GEA gear and had a, like a, I had a Celtic top, and then I was wearing an England top because like that's just that was my mind whenever I was younger. Like I didn't really, it was because I came up in like a half and half household, so like I didn't think politically wise like anything to do with it. And then I wore the England top, and like people were just like, "What the fuck is that little boy doing? Get him out here now!" <laughs> um, See, both my parents are from the UK. Oh really? Um, yeah, they're both from they're both from London. Oh, okay. Uh, but my dad's family lives in Ireland. Oh, okay. So I never had that problem now because yeah, we've we've lived in Ireland all my life. Yeah. But um, I kind of understand where you're coming from with the politics side. Yeah, it's fucking it, it's crazy. You know, like England or Ireland are playing. <laughs> I know exactly. It's a bit of a life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like now, like I just I'm. Uh, Irish free and free where Ireland usually watch football matches yeah. um, if England yeah. if England are playing like I'll watch them like but if they're playing against someone and like they're doing well I'm like yeah I want those fuckers to get beat <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but yeah fuck it who cares and like my dad always used to like turn around and say oh well like you support Liverpool and you support and some of your friends support Man United so why do they, why are they supporting clubs in England for and I'm just like yeah but fuck off who cares yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I understand. I understand. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
so yeah, you're you're still white belt in the in the jujitsu side of things. So yeah, I take it. Um, I actually follow a couple of the lads from the Bologna gym. Um, is there a guy called Keelan who trains yeah. here? Um, I'm not too sure. Is he a purple? No, there's there's two purple belts at the gym, isn't there? In Mayo. Michael and Jack. Michael and Jack. That's it. Sorry, my bad. I don't know where Colin, I got Keelan right, from. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I follow yeah. those guys online. Um, they're pretty active. They're constantly doing competitions and shit like that, aren't they? Yeah, Michael and Jack would have been my coaches when I was down there. Oh, for wow. For and for MMA, like, so um, I know them very well, yeah. And how old are they? Oh, Jesus. Jack's early 20s, I think 22, 23, and yeah. Michael's, like, 27. Oh, right, okay. 27. So they're quite young, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I think, yeah, they're, they're both still in their 20s, like... That's crazy, because like usually whenever you go into like a gym, like you expect the black belt to be like forty or fifty. <laughs> yeah, they start. I think Jack started when he was fifteen. Like, so he's been doing it. Like, you know, he's got experience. So they're they're going up the belt fast. So, so yeah, okay. So like they're doing good for themselves. Yeah, they're they're doing very well. Um, and are they the guys who? So they just run known. Like, do they own the gym? No, no. Stephen Geddes owns the gym. Um, he's a blue belt, um, but Jack and Michael would probably be the head coaches down there. I think they're still the head coaches down there, but I'm not sure, but I think they were when I was there. Yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, so the main reason for you leaving Mayo to go to Dublin um, was just to, did, was your dream, like you wanted to fight more competitively or did you want to improve your jiu-jitsu? Oh, it was to fight. Yeah. Oh, I want <laughs> Want to be in a cage, like since I was, I think it was like twelve. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've always wanted to fight, whether it be kickboxing, Thai boxing. I've done it all. Yeah. MMA, so I'm getting there. That's the next stage. But maybe yeah. it was because of John as well. I kind of wanted to uh, train and fight under the best that I could, because I could give myself the best chance. Yeah. And so that's when I I moved to train. I mm. didn't even I wasn't even working for the first year I was in Dublin. <laughs> literally living off my parents and the social welfare Jesus Christ and it's only this year that I got qualified I got qualified last year and I got a job this year it's only the past eight months that I've actually started to stand on my own two feet yeah financial wise work wise kind of just living wise now where the last time I was kind of like leaning on my parents a little bit yeah but I'm much more independent but for me to come up here and do that kind of stuff I had to sacrifice a lot of things yeah and you know it's just part of it but now it's starting to come together yeah so it all pays off in the end you know what I mean yeah exactly well congratulations for being in a good space at the moment Um, that's brilliant that you just packed up everything and you came to the big city as they would say and uh, yeah, yeah f- fucking fair play to you I love whenever you hear stories like that like people who they just follow their dreams and they don't really care about their yeah. like live living situation or anything like that they're just like fuck it I've got one goal and that's it yeah, I'm going like to go for it of, oh you're not going to college or you're not you know you're not <laughs> yeah. what everyone else is doing and you know it did come to me like maybe I should go to college first get a degree you know and then I was like <clears> I wouldn't be happy doing that yeah I'd probably most likely drop out and lose a shitload of money yeah you know, exactly where I could put that money that the money that I had the small bit into moving to Dublin and paying rent and paying membership and you yeah. know, just living and fighting, do you know what I mean? So that's what I chose to do, and it's it's, it's starting to pay off, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? No. 
I've just gone 19. You're 19? Yeah. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you're still... You're a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I moved up here just when I just when I turned just when I turned eighteen. Wow. Like Months after I turned eighteen, I was like, back this, packed everything up, and moved up, and yeah. That was crazy. I I actually thought you were like not older than me. I'm twenty five, but I thought you were like maybe like twenty one, twenty two. So you're nineteen. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Everyone says that. <laughs> I'm very independent, so you yeah. wouldn't really see many 19 year olds do what I've done. That's why yeah. I presume I'm older, but no, I'm only, only 19. I'm still in the team, <laughs> clear. Well, listen, fair play to you. That's class. I fucking. Thanks very much. <laughs> I love that even more about you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, whenever you first walked into the SBG HQ, were you just like, were you overwhelmed or were you trying to be confident? Or? I shit myself. I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Part of the furniture. Um, yeah. So, whenever you went, before you came into the gym, did you get in contact with like John or anyone or any of the coaches before you arrived? Yeah, I messaged John and asked, could I come up and train train with him? And he said, yeah, you can come up and do a trial a week. So, I had to come up and do a trial a week before I could fully move up. Mm-hmm. So, I went up to Dublin for a week. I did the trial week, went to the pro classes, and on the last day, John sat me down and told me what he wanted to do and all this. And asked me what my plans were and what I wanted to do. Like, that I wanted to be in the UFC someday. I wanted to do Bellator, all that. And then he was like, yeah, so you can come and join the team. So that's when I just moved up and yeah. the rest is history. Brilliant. And um, so how long ago was that? Like two years? About a year and a, maybe nine months. Oh, okay. Coming two years now, yeah. So it's still, it's still early. Okay, cool. So the SPG gym... The HQ, it only opened up, was yeah. it the end of last year? And um, they got a new gym. Yeah. He moved to a new facility, which was August of last year. Yes, oh, August of last year. year. So it's okay. much, much bigger, yeah. So you were at the old gym before? Only a couple of times training. Right, the last okay. time like, I travel from Mayo to Dublin. Yeah. Uh, in, in the same day, so I'd be doing like eight hours traveling. Oh, wow. Train, do one training session. Fuck. Get the train up for four hours and get the train back. Um, so I was only in there a couple of times so yeah wow that is that's fucking dedication as well because I can just only imagine trying to keep your motivation on that train journey to the fucking gym I know some days I was like oh Jesus I can't do this anymore but then I was like no that's the sacrifice yeah you know I sacrifice my social life I had no social life I still don't yeah you know I have no social life because like they'd be going out and I'd be like no sorry I'm training the next day I've got to go for 
and then I was trying to balance my because I was in leaving cert as well, so I was trying to balance my schoolwork, and then you know sleep and money and all that. So, yeah. but it, like I said, it's paying off now. Like like I'm training under him now, you know. So all them extra trips helped. Yeah. So like whenever you were growing up, were you like always independent? Like you were kind of I don't want to say like an outcast or anything, but like would you have like distanced yourself from other people? People distancing themselves from me. Mm. <laughs> I didn't. I was so. I'm still. I'm a friendly person. Yeah. You know, but I. Not that I don't like being in big groups of people, but I'd rather be with myself. Yeah. But people didn't. I don't want to say didn't like me, but didn't warm towards me because I wasn't like them. Yeah. You know, I didn't want. I've never drank before. You know, I'm a pioneer. Yeah. I'll happily say that. You know what I mean? And people didn't like that because they're not used to that. Hmm. They're used to people just going out and following the crowd, going out drinking, doing doing whatever. Where I I didn't. I was like, no, I train it, or I wouldn't. I don't know, do all that kind of stuff. I'd, you know, I'd sit at home. I'd be reading like UFC books. I'd be watching videos. I'd yeah. be trying to take all of the information. But so I didn't really have a, I don't know, like a social life. I didn't have any friends. Yeah. But I still don't. <laughs> so I don't have time for anything. Do you know what I mean? I have yeah. a few good friends. And they understand what I do, and then they understand that my life choice is different from other people. But does that bother me? No, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's what I want to do. So, like, obviously, when I was in secondary school, it bothered me because I was like, oh, God, it's me. I don't have any friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now I look back and I'm like, well, that made me a better person. It made me a stronger yeah. person dealing with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm happy the way it went. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I'm. Uh... I kind of, I was like the opposite of that. So whenever I grew up, I had a big like friend group until I was 18, 19. And then um, we had a falling out and I was with my girlfriend at the time and we decided, you know how it is, like you're in your old, like you're in your, um, the town that you grew up in and it's like very bitchy and stuff like that, backstabby. And uh we done the same thing as you. We were just like, we made the decision to go to the city. So I moved to Belfast and it was probably the best thing that I ever done because I just got away from all the bullshit. And um, I'd rather have like a handful of friends rather than fucking 20 friends because like... Like I said, I have two good friends. Yeah. The rest are just acquaintances. People I exactly. say hello to or if I work, in, I work in a gym, so people that I see in the gym, they're not my friends. Yeah. Like, that's not an insult to them. They're just people that I say hello to. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd only have two good friends that I would trust and I, that I knew if I needed something, I could call them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I have a good family background. Right, okay, that's good. You know, I know I can call my mother in 30 seconds and she'd be bloody on her in the car <laughs> four hours. Yeah. Home, you know what I mean? Same with my dad. You know, I, I have a good relationship with them. So I'm lucky in that, that part as well that if anything does happen, that they will be there for me because, you know, some people aren't that lucky. Yeah. You mightn't have whatever a good background, a good relationship, but I've always had one and thankfully haven't gotten I thought it was kinda of not dissolved, but it might get I'd get more further away from them because I moved across the country. But if you keep in contact with them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's your choice to you know what I mean? So I thankfully I've been lucky enough to keep a close relationship with them. No, that's perfect. That's amazing. I feel like uh, whenever you do leave as well, like you um it's like they want to be, they want to be in contact with you more, so like the relationship actually gets stronger. Yes. <laughs> That's weird. When I first discovered my mom, she's probably going to hate me saying that she would text me every, I say, 
two hours. And if I didn't text back, she'd text me again a half an hour later. And it was the same message, are you okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? But she knows now that she doesn't do that as much now because she's kind of used to me being away. Yeah. But, um, and she knows that I'm, I'm very responsible and I know that what I should and shouldn't be doing. So she's not too worried about me. Yeah. So um, I'm lucky on that part as well that she trusts me. <laughs> like yeah. That much. She has a lot of trust in me. Same with <laughs> my dad, so um, I can't complain on that part. Yeah, well... I see if you were my daughter, I actually wouldn't have anything to worry about because you don't drink and you could kick the fuck out of like 70%, 90% of the people that you would come in contact with. <laughs> That's what she thinks as well. Um, so your mum and dad, they're both from London. Whereabouts in London? Uh, my dad's from Clapham and my mum's from Wimbledon. Oh, okay. So they're like right in the city. Yeah, yeah. I was born in the UK. But okay. we moved to Ireland when I was about two and a half, so I've been living here all my life, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah, because you've got, obviously, you don't have a different accent or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so your dad, was he training, obviously, the traditional jiu-jitsu back in the UK, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he, his good friend was there uh, teaching it, that's how he, I think he got into it. Mm. Not 100% sure, but his friend was there uh, teaching it at the time, so that's how he got into it. Okay, cool. And then... Um, so whenever he would have been like doing his sort of gradings and stuff like that, would it have been like the late 80s, like 90s? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would have been. From from what, I, from what I think it is, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, that's insane because that's like yeah. obviously whenever the UFC started in the early 90s. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. Like you see those, uh, those bullshit like fucking uh, fake martial arts stuff online, yeah. like the, um, like the, Tai Chi or the, uh, what is it, the fucking, uh, I, I can't remember what the actual name is, but like they call it no. Bullshido. <laughs> so it's like, I know what you're on about though. Yeah, but that's not the word, that's like the derogatory term. So it's like Bullshido, but like Bullshido. But like, yeah. you ever see like those fucking, like those, uh, those guys who have like the black belts, but they have like 20, like maybe like 20 or 30 stripes on it, and you're just like, you definitely give yourself them. And then they're like, they're yeah. just using their hand to like, man- week, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, using their hand to like maneuver people's energy, and like the people are falling over the ground. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Like, that is, that is just crazy. I was like, what is going on? Like, what, what are these people doing? But I would, do you know what I would love to do? I, this is actually like, I'm actually going to write this down because it's a really good idea. I want to get someone. <laughs> I want to get someone who is, ha- was a part of that, but like, you know, came out of it and like they denounce it now. Like, I think that'd be very interesting to speak to someone like that because it's kind of. I think it would be as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a cult in a way. Like, they're sort of worshipping this like leader and he's just like filling their head full of bullshit. Like, and there bullshit, must. Yeah. Like, the people who, like, fall over as well, like, they must, like, it must be his, like, his best friends, like, his close circle, and he's just like, right, whenever I move my hand this way, you need to fall over, because I need... I'm about to say that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, like, it's fucking, oh, my God, I I don't know how people get away with it, but that, that's what I think of, like, whenever I hear of people who done, like, martial arts, like, in those early days, like, in, like, the, like, pre-90s, um... Yeah. It's like, like obviously, like you watch like Bruce Lee movies and all, and like you know, like it's obviously yeah. he's an actor and stuff like that. But like Bruce was fucking like the way he acted was brilliant, and like Chuck Norris. But then like you see the likes of like fucking Steven Seagal, and you're just like you're a fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's no, just... yeah, you're not the only one thinking it like yeah. Jesus. And I actually didn't know. Do you know fucking uh, Stephen Zagal was training? Well, he wasn't training, but he was in the corner for uh, Anderson Silva's fight against Chael Sonnen. Oh, yes. That's fucking crazy. Like, why the fuck would... I didn't know that, but that's yeah. really stupid, I think. Like, Ander- like Anderson, like, probably one of the greatest fucking MMA fighters of all yeah. time. Using Steven Seagal to like to what to do what I just don't understand. And then I think no, sorry, was it? Yeah, it was. It was that. It was the Chael Sonnen fight because Anderson Silva won, and Steven Seagal came out and done an interview afterwards post fight. And I actually remember that he was like taking credit for the win. I'm like, you don't fuck all. Yeah. You're a fat bastard. <laughs> You're sitting on your fucking stool like I know. I know. I agree. Fucking fixing his hair. He's you such an asshole. Yeah. Credit for stuff that they haven't whatever put a hand into help or whatever like that. Oh, that sounds like something's affected you. You have to spill the beans now. Something happened. Did something happen to you where someone tried to take credit? Well, there's always someone, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah, true. Anywhere you go, there'll be someone that wants it, that doesn't like it, or doesn't want or then will start like being. Oh yeah, I know that person. That's what I, I, I do despise that. Yeah. Like you become like, oh, I know that person, yeah, and you're like, they don't like you. You you actually don't know them. You just say yeah. hello. Yeah, that's but weird. Because they're they're getting up their ranks or whatever. I know that person very well, and you're like, yeah. you don't. I know. Why did you do that? Yeah, that's so weird. You, you didn't want to know me or that person when they were starting off. Yeah. Because they're getting up the ranks, you're like, oh, I know that person. And you're like, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit. Like. It because it's like people only want to know you when you're doing good or yeah stuff like that you know what i mean it's a for example school friends yeah now that were like they would have whatever whatever just been horrible or whatever to me in school now they're starting to text me if i post something oh well done you're like you didn't i don't reply because i'm like i'm not giving you my time of day yeah and i don't know if that's a good thing to do or bad <laughs> i just don't think they need they i don't want to give them my energy yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, it's weird whenever people do that, though. Like they, like that example that you said was brilliant. Like saying they didn't want to know you before, and then whenever you start getting better, they're like everyone wants to start knowing you. And uh, it's just weird that someone would feel like so insecure and like they need to. That's the word insecure, yeah. Yeah, it's like they need to like they need to tell someone that like they know a famous person. It's just like, but what's it actually doing for you, like? you're not famous so what's are you getting That's like do you know what i mean like are you getting s- satisfaction by like saying you know someone famous like it's just i don't know it's weird um it is very weird it's like you it's the word insecurity comes in a lot into it that's what it is or or jealousy maybe a little bit as well because yeah. you're they they want to be where you are or they want to be where that person is yeah but they're not yeah so they want to try and get into that area by saying they know them maybe i don't know that's my my theory yeah no no that's that's good that's a good theory and um, there was some uh famous quote i don't know who said it i don't know if it was tony robbins or like les brown or something but mm-hmm. they were saying that people who are jealous um they're looking in the or it's something like you're the mirror and the reflection of you oh, yeah. is what i can't remember what it is i'm butchering it again there's one like that <laughs> Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know that because they're never going to be beside you. They're always going to be looking at you. They're never going to be yeah. 
looking with you know and something like that I heard that my mum used to say that a lot yeah and um, when they said be nice to me they'd be like yeah they can always say hello to you and be nice to you but they're never gonna be looking at the situation where you're sitting standing from yeah. they're always gonna be looking at you that makes sense yeah no it does to say that all the time yeah it makes perfect sense that's class dude like it sounds like your mum and dad are really good role models they are they are like they're all they like a lot of parents like they actually got a lot of stick when I first moved here because people were like why are you letting your daughter go Dublin and not she doesn't have a degree like what's she going to do with this backfires and all this but my mum and dad were very like if you want to do it just go and do it yeah exactly because it's what I wanted to do do you know it's what I, what made me happy and that's all they want yeah do you know so if I now it'd be an image store if they didn't let me do it <laughs> yeah. they'd be holding me back from what I want to do yeah. but I, I, I'm i lucky on that path that I have a very very supportive family you know what I mean yeah it's good that you have a good support network because it just obviously makes your dreams easier to, to achieve if you don't have much backlash um, yeah. do you know what hit the nail on the head for me uh, that show Normal People have you watched it no but I've heard of it yeah there's a lot of people who uh, said that like it's just exactly every like teenagers um sort of lifestyle in Ireland like you're in a small knit close community and if yeah. you're a guy you're playing Gaelic and if you're a girl you want to be going out with someone who's in the Gaelic team and it's kind of like what you said as well like you want to you want to do your own stuff but like your parents and your friends and like people who, who you don't even know they just might know you from the local shop they'll turn around and be like Oh, why? Why do you? Why are you going to do MMA for? Like, you should be going to get a degree. Like, get fucked. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're sitting there in the fucking 100%. shop. <laughs> and I lived in a very small community. Now, don't get me wrong. The community is great. You know, I've lived there all my life. You know, but it was a lot of it's sitting in our and like, why are you letting her do this? Why is she doing this? Why won't she? Do you know? But now they're like, oh, she's doing brilliant in Dublin. You're like, but you didn't even agree with the first time she went. So why are you? Yeah. Do you know? That's just people for you. Yeah. They they go with what the crowd think or they. Or what's like what in in the, what like in the style at the moment? You know what I mean? People will yeah. go with what other people have to say. They won't stand out on their own. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's crazy to think that you're 19 and you've like learnt all this at an early age. <laughs> I have to learn it. Hello. You know, and it wasn't the stage of my mom drilling it into me, but uh, like she just I don't know. They just taught me, it and then I've learned stuff from moving something by myself. Mm-hmm. I've learned stuff. Like when I, November of last year, I was in a really bad place mentally. Um, and then obviously because I was mentally a little bit gone, I want to say crazy, like I was a bit cuckoo at the time. I physically went a little bit, like I let myself go way on, you know, I went up to like 10 kilos. I was just like lying in bed. I didn't, and it was, it was because of the IMAP situation. I missed weight at the IMAP um, because I moved down a weight category when I should have moved up a weight category, but. I was like, oh yeah, big nation in the Lugo. I did, it's okay. I weighed in about a kilo over. Mm-hmm. And that, it was more about what people were going to think of me more than what I felt about mm-hmm. myself. Okay. Because I was like, oh my God, people are going to think like I missed weight for the sake of it, you know. And I cut as much weight as I could. I just, and it, anyway, that went on, but it was more of what people were going to say about me, like people fundraise for me to go. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was more, it was more embarrassment, you know. I actually felt like someone had died a little bit because I was so upset and I was so, I don't know what the word would be, but I was so angry yeah. as well. So that came out in, in anger. Like I used to snap at people and I was not me at all. Like So 
I went to John and John actually got me in with a sports psychologist, Lorna, in our gym. And I went for a session or whatever, two sessions a week. And that is the only way that I actually got out of the step space was that I had to learn to myself the methods that worked for me. Yeah. You know, you know, talking to my mom wasn't working because my mom didn't have that sports psychology mindset. Yeah. You know, because that's what, it was about the sport. So I learned a lot then last few months. And then obviously we went into lockdown. Then I had to move home. So then that's when I kind of evaluated everything. I was like, right, so this is, I have to manage my weight. I have to take my weight more seriously because I've always been on weight, so I never have to cut that much. Yeah. So when it came to it, I wasn't prepared for it. That was my fault. On my That was me. That was on me. So I had to manage my weight. I said, I have to, you know, stay on track. I can't let stuff, like, things affect me. Yeah. That's how I learned so was teaching myself that how to manage things because I was so independent. You know, I didn't want anyone else's help. But you do have to take people's help. Yeah. Or you'll just end up going back to the same spot. But everything that I've learned is either from my parents or through Lorna and John, which they've helped me. You know, yeah. they helped me with that, that, that dark space. Is, uh, is Lorna the... She fights herself, doesn't she? No, she does the, the jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay. And uh, Lorna Lawless, but she hasn't... Well, not that I, I don't think she's fought, no. No? There's a, there's a girl who you train with, and I watched her on uh, Bellator um, just before Danny? coronavirus. She has the blonde hair, and she's quite pale. Danny? I think it might be that. I'm not too sure. She's only had a couple of fights in Bellator. Um, I think she's taller than you. I think it Danny is because I think she uh, there was a video that came out before uh, Bellator came to uh, Dublin last year or I think it was started this year I'm not mm-hmm. too sure and um, I was like oh I've never heard of this fighter before so I was like listening to her to her interview and uh, she has like bleach blonde hair and she's like got like a peel sort of face she always has up tied up in the like in the small ponytail i'm i don't know like if her name is it might be danny i'm not too sure um could be danny or do you know what i'm gonna go on would it be leah maybe i don't know no it's not leah um no it's probably danny she's from Arjun. let me see actually you've put up a couple of pictures with her and then then it's danny yeah let's see yeah, it is Danny. It's Danny. Yeah, it's yeah, Danny. Danny. I was Danny. No, yeah. Danny helped me a lot as well, actually, funny enough, because I went straight to her after the IMAP. And she's a brilliant person to talk to when it comes to mentality and stuff. Yeah. So she has her story, and her story is very in, like, inspirational as well. Okay. So um, she she is brilliant to train with. They're all brilliant to train with. All the girls are brilliant to train with. Yeah. But I think I just got a bit of a connection with Danny. I just... Yeah. I don't know. We just got on very well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I've seen a couple of uh, pictures that like you're kind of with her most of the time, which is... I was <laughs> like, oh, they must be like really good like uh, sparring partners or like they have a good connection, which is great. Yeah, um, we do a lot of sparring for her Bellator fights. I'd be... Yeah, I'd spar her up maybe two weeks out and then she'd pick a specific person that would suit her yeah. kind of opponent. So, yeah. Yeah, we work together as much as we can. And she's she's only uh, she's only had a couple of fights, hasn't she, in Bellator? She's had three pro fights. Three pro fights. She went straight into Bellator as a uh, as a for her pro debut, like so. She's three and zero in Bellator, yeah. 
And is she more of grappler or would she be a striker? Her wrestling is spot on. <laughs> different level. Yeah. Her jiu-jitsu is good as well, but her wrestling that her the way she just takes you down, you're not getting back up, and if you try and get back up, you're just gonna get taken back down again. <laughs> yeah. It's just unbelievable. Now her fiance is a Muay Thai coach, they own a gym together, so her striking's come a long, long way. So Brilliant. I call her more of a wrestler, but I mean her striking is unbelievable as well, yeah. Yeah, that's unreal. And um I wanted to talk to you actually about this moment because uh, whenever I, I, I whenever I came to Australia, I wanted to do uh, MMA. But obviously, whenever mm-hmm. um, I went to SBG in Sydney, uh, I thought that MMA was just like basically jiu-jitsu and striking but like i didn't know that like mma is kind of like its own sport as well like so it's so weird (laughs) yeah it's 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 crazy because like i was just oh wait there's actually like different moves like mma moves like i thought it was just like like grappling like was just like basically the jiu-jitsu side and then the striking was muay thai side but like it's totally different um (laughs) um I start, I do learn that that's not the way it goes. Yeah, I, it's fucking. I was just like, well, what the fuck? Whenever I done my first, so like, I went in and I done the foundation shit, like, um, just learned like all the basics, and then whenever yeah. like you start moving up, they're like, okay, you can start coming to like the cap classes, and I was like, okay, cool, this will be fun. So start doing a couple of sparring sessions, and then I always seen the guys in the corner doing MMA, and I was just like, fuck, I'd love to give that a go. Um, and I was yeah. just like, like, how hard can it be? It must just be like fucking like a bit of wrestling, a bit of jujitsu. I know. <laughs> I went in and I like was just like, what the fuck? Like I was so tired. I'm like, you didn't get. Yeah, like I was like, like it was such. Do you know what it reminded me of? This is a good way to explain it to people. You're doing like I don't know what it is for down south, but in up in the north we have GCSEs and then you have your A levels for like uh, exams. Yeah. And it was like whenever yeah. you're doing like the foundation and all, it's like sort of primary school. And then whenever you get into yeah. uh, whenever you get into the cap classes and stuff like, and you're sparring and you're doing like your first couple of roles, it's like GCSEs. And then I thought that's the way it was just going to stay. And then whenever you go in the MMA, it's like holy fuck, this is like A level degree shit. <laughs> But I yeah, that well. it gave me a big shock. Then when I, it did for me as well because then I went into like to spar these these professional fighters on this pro team, and I'm not lying to you, but there's nowhere that I was getting smashed. Yeah, and I mean, I was like, I thought I could strike. <laughs> I was striking for years. Like, what am I doing? Now, yeah, like, there's no point. I was getting to part because I was like, I am not getting any better here. I'm getting smashed week in and week out. Yeah. Now that's just what I have. That's what has to happen for me to like yeah. understand. Like, I can't just stand there and strike for my what they take me down. Yeah. And then there's wrestling involved, and there's all, you know, it's not just kickboxing, it's boxing, and you know what I mean. There's there's so much to it to make it one big sport that that's why that's why the hours you have to put in to yeah. clean every like section. You know, you can't just put it in just striking. Yeah. But thankfully now I've gotten a little bit better, so you know I don't get smashed as bad as I did. But when I first yeah. John's, I was like, oh. I thought it was bad walking in here. Now I'm getting smashed in front of John Cavanaugh every single day. <laughs> you know, but he didn't look at he didn't look at it as you're getting smashed. He, yeah. he looked at it as you're learning. You yeah, exactly. Just, you have to do to learn. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was a shock as well to me. So it's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird though? Like I feel like whenever, like before I done uh, jiu jitsu or like 
uh, kickboxing yeah. I kept on like I, I would have got really annoyed if I lost at anything like I was a really bad like sore loser and then whenever so yeah like it's so weird how like going and getting choked out loads of times and getting hit on the dome and like you see a bit of stars and you get dazed like how that actually humbles you in a way and like it makes you a better person I used to cry when I was younger I used to bawl out crying when I lost and I'd be like oh, I'm not good enough and I my only have lost by like a point or two in the but now I'm like okay I'm going to go back on the video and like look at what I did wrong yeah. you know I don't like obviously you're a little bit upset but I mean it's just part of learning this is what amateur is for mm-hmm. you know it's for they getting experience from, from not just fighting but from the whole weight cut you know your training camp and all that kind of stuff and adds that together so you're tough when you go to pro yeah no that, that that's I think that's the best way to learn as well like a lot of people didn't really do it at the gym but 100%. like just videoing yourself like even if it's not in the fight like even in training just to like sort of see if you look good and if you're you, you're not doing like the right things um because there's only so much that your fucking coach can tell you because he's looking at everyone else in the room so like you need someone who's like got a video on you so you can learn from yourself too um, we do fight simulation rounds so your sparring it's like a full it's like a fight but obviously sparring yeah and john and dave roach will be in in the octagon with you that's the time that he'll tell you specifically what to do and what yeah. you're doing wrong or whatever whatever he'll actually coach you as you go along so it's hard for him then to tell you the same thing in the class yeah because he has 20 or 30 yeah exactly he has to deal with. so that's why you know i do go home and i write like what he said or yeah he, or i might i don't know like the half guard or whatever that have to work on that you know so then when i go back like he'd be like well he's already told me that like seven times he can't keep telling me do you know what i mean yeah there's only so much he can tell you you have to kind of take it on yourself to go and learn it yeah no especially in a gym like john's because there's so many profiles yeah but like that, that that's kind of a good thing as well though because like the competition is obviously like healthy and i know it can be scary but like it kind of pushes you because you don't want to be falling behind that was me. That was exactly what I did. I was like, no, I can't wait for another week for him to tell me to ask him if that's going. I'm not going to like YouTube. I was YouTube. Like, right, <laughs> half guard bottom or whatever. I, whatever I get to so find. Yeah. I go in and I get half the, half the, the technique right. But I was like, right, okay. I'm not getting submitted now or I'm not getting my back taken or whatever. So yeah. I was like trying to keep up with these purple belts. And I was like, Jesus, like it's tough. Yeah. But I found that my jiu-jitsu kind of skyrocketed a little bit because I was trying to, I was looking for videos myself. I wasn't waiting for it to ask the questions, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so coming on to another topic, see, you were talking there about like YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anyone that you like kind of look up to and you'll like try and imitate whenever you're fighting? Mm. I, do, I watch so many videos like I I just look for it. Like, I watch them every single day. I do, for jiu-jitsu, I do watch a lot of uh, the Gracies. Because they sometimes do breakdowns on yeah. fights. It's just, uh, stuff like that. So I do watch stuff like that. Any female fighter, I, I love watching. Doesn't matter who it is. Do you know what I mean? Especially, like, Valentina Shoshenko. I think I said that right. Yeah. I lo- absolutely love her. So her striking and her wrestling, it's all, like, she's just good at everything. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. So, um, I do like watching her, but I, I'd watch... I'd watch two bloody heavyweight fights. I don't care. The yeah. fight, I'll watch it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have so much passion for the sport that I'd, I'd learn off anyone. Yeah. I, I uh, 
before like I would have went into like a spa, I like would have got like really bad anxiety and like I would have been shin myself, even just like a spa, like and I don't know why. Because, like, no one's there to hurt you. Like, you're just, like, doing, like, maybe, like, 80% or whatever. And no one's, like, actually looking to knock you out. But, like, before, like, I would go in, I would watch YouTube videos of uh, Michael Venom Page and Israel Adesanya. I just fucking love the way they move. Like, they're so, like, elusive and, like... They're so flowy. Yeah, aren't they? The length of their arms. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, they, like... It's it's weird to like think that like someone can get to that their point where like they just have their hands down, they're not even bothering covering up and like they could just pick you off from like any moment and like they're choosing when they're gonna pick you off. Like it's just it's fucking it's so fascinating. You feel like like you're like you're the the prey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a it's like kinda like a snake in a way, like a viper, like they're just in and out like yeah. really quickly, like they're like going on to you. And I love shit like that whenever you, like, you look at someone who's, like, developed their game so much. Um, it, it's yeah. fucking crazy to see. You've got a... There's a guy at your gym. Um, mm-hmm. He's quite young. And I can't remember what his name is, but he's got, like, 60K followers on uh, Instagram. But he's, like, only, like, 17 or something. And he's constantly doing competition. Is his name Kane? Nate Kelly, is it? Nate Kelly, that's it. Sorry, yeah, Nate <laughs> Kelly. I can only think of one youngster that actually followed <laughs> yeah. in our gym. It would be Nate. Yeah, Nate actually started with kickboxing as well. Ah, okay. Uh, or not started. I think he started with gym. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But he did the kickboxing as well. So um, he would have done point fighting, same as myself. So we would have seen each other in competitions and stuff like that. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant. He's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. If I could have that many followers, that would be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's not even two years younger than me. <laughs> he, he could just retire now and just live off the sponsorships. <laughs> I know, what the fuck? Yeah. It's so crazy. It's mental for someone that young to have that many followers. But he's such a humble lad. Yeah. He's not like, oh, I have verified it. Do you know? He's yeah. really cool and chill and he, he trains hard. And his mother is, does the, is a receptionist or she's manager of SBG. Oh, okay, cool. HQ. So she's, they're, they're, the whole family is lovely. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. all involved in it. Um. But that's what I mean. Like, there's so many superstars in that fucking in that gym. Like, like you. You're seventeen. Do you, I know? Like, do you fucking? You know what I mean? Do you not like pinch yourself whenever you walk in? You're just like, wow, look at all this talent. Now, some days I come home and I'm like, I'm actually, I'm actually a part of that team. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it is mental sometimes because when every like most of the pro fighters in the night, you're looking around, and you're like, Jesus, like there's such high level I'm learning from here. Yeah. No wonder I'm getting smashed some days. Like they're all high high level fighters yeah I mean? but that's good like that's where i'm learning that's why i'm getting better yeah i was uh i was watching one of your fights before uh we came on there and uh you like to sweep the leg a lot don't you in the kickboxing uh, <laughs> yeah that was uh that was my toy fight that was actually my last fight yeah and she was bloody huge yeah she I was talked. massive and i went into the ring and i was like my coach at the time was Karen. he's a he's a kickboxing striking coach and I was like did you know she was this tall and he was like no <laughs> she was this tall and I was, I was there looking up at her like oh fuck this. I, was, I was thinking like how am I going to get around that like but yeah. like she was actually slow that's what I was going to say so yeah I found that I was able to catch her like but she kept on the same kick and she kept getting stuff everything was fine then the second round I was like she's going to change up but she didn't so I was like grand she's got to get sweet so, yeah. you know what I mean so it's good being small sometimes. Yeah. 
I noticed that whenever I was watching the video, I, I was like, well, she's tall, but like whenever she throws her kicks, she leaves them hanging. So it was like, you were, yeah. you were fucking capitalizing. She back. Yeah. She literally let me catch them. Yeah, exactly. And then it was kind of like, whenever you like caught it and then you ran her down, she was like, oh shit. And then you just swept her and I was just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought that was my first tie fight. So I was a bit like worried about how, because obviously the tie, tie was a different from like, yeah. obviously the body kicks and knees and sweeps count more than like, yeah. punches do so I literally trained for like eight weeks of just kicking and knees and like because my punching was grand and my kicks were fine it was more of like sweeping the leg and kind yeah. of throwing knees after every combination yeah but um it paid off like you know what I mean so what do you prefer do you prefer k1 or Thai? Muay Thai? I prefer Thai boxing yeah because I love kneeing and sweeping now because I think because I've done so much kickboxing I'm, I like something new Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of I'd love to fight Kai again, but right now I really want to. I want an MMA fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Would you ever consider like um going to different parts of the world to train? Like, would you consider going yeah. to like America for wrestling or like Thailand for Muay Thai or anything like that? I was actually planning on going to um California under Team Alpha Male. Ah, okay, you know cool. They do they do packages, so like they give you accommodation and training. Yeah, that would be for amazing. For a set amount. So, I was planning on doing that, and then obviously COVID came. So, I'm still thinking about going maybe next year. Yeah. And I actually seen it. You know who I seen was Corey McKenna. She was doing it, and I was like, that is so interesting. And now she trains with them, and she's in the UFC now. Fucking so, now, hell. I'd never leave John. Yeah. I'd no. never leave John, but I would like to go and like experience different training. Yeah. Training. I think it's, it's kind of good to do that. Like... I see a couple of people who are like religious at their own gyms, but they'll go and train at different gyms to like obviously now, get don't their feeling. My loyalty lies with John. Yeah. You know, I I would never just say, "Well, see you later, John." After everything done to me, but at the same time, I want to travel. I want to experience new yeah. cultures and new training and all that. So yeah, you know. but like, not like you obviously wouldn't leave like the HQ. You would. No. What I'm saying no, is like, it would be cool to like go to like. Uh, a different gym in the world for like maybe like three weeks or something like that or four weeks just to yeah. kind of get a, like a feel of like different like aspects of like the fighting game um because yeah. you learn different stuff in different gyms yeah exactly and that just adds to your fight iq so. yes yeah exactly that's what i was for. To lose to go to the gym. yeah exactly it makes so much sense and um, but yeah fucking there's no way you could like, if you're in the HQ and you're with John Kavanagh and you're with all that other talent, there's no way that you can leave. Like, I, I can't think of any other... Like, City Kickboxing's pretty good in New Zealand. Um, and then you've obviously got uh, Alpha Male. You've got American Top Team as well. Um, and TriStar in Canada. But, like, it would be good to go to, like, all yeah. those gyms just to, like, sort of get a feel of, like, what I it's like. I love traveling as well. Yeah. So the whole traveling side of things as well, that I'd love to do that as well. Yeah. Not just training, just traveling, like, the get on the airplane I love it well, so <laughs> yeah. I love all of that you know what I mean yeah. the basic bitch <laughs> um, but that's amazing though like what you want to do then because like you want to fight but like obviously the fight game it comes with traveling around the world as well so like that's amazing that that's like one. yeah exactly it's a win-win um, <laughs> with uh, with training in SBG and whenever you're like around John and stuff like that does he have like like will he train you a different way that he'll train someone else like I know that sounds like very basic but like have you like noticed it um like 
like we're obviously all in the same class. Yeah. So we all do, or the session, we all do the same drills and everything. But like, if he thinks that you something else would better be better suited, like another technique would be better suited to your game, he'll show you that. He'll only show you that. Yeah. Do you know, does that make sense? So we're all a big team, but he'll specifically, if he thinks of something, specifically show you. Yeah. So it, your fight IQ goes up. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, time for everyone. Brilliant. And because um, I hear a lot of. Oh, don't go to John's because John has so many fighters and John won't give you the time of day. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear that a lot. A lot of people say that to me that don't know I'm in SBG. Mm-hmm. And they just know I'm a fighter. They know that I do this. And I'm kind of like in my head, like, you don't know that. Yeah. You're not in his gym. Yeah. But just because he has so many followers on Instagram, he's big because of McGregor. And, you know, because McGregor has money and all this, people think that he's, he's not nice. Yeah. But he has time for every single person on that protein. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because... You are just as important as the next person. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Now, obviously, he'll zone in on one person that's fighting. Yeah. Just say, like, Pedro was fighting, or Connor was fighting, or one of them. He'll concentrate on them sometimes. But that's because they're fighting, and yeah. you're not. Your turn will come. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, but it I makes sense. But I sounded too harsh, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it makes total sense. Um, there's some people that um, I know who do give John a lot of shit, which is not great. Um, but you don't know unless you're training at the gym yourself and obviously he's going to fucking focus more on one of his top prize fighters because that's the one who's bringing the most fucking attention to the gym um, and money exactly which is good for him it's fucking good business you know? and that's his livelihood yeah that's his income yeah he's not doing it because he's greedy yeah a lot of people say that but why not yeah you know he's training and he's, he needs to take credit for that that's his income yeah he has a new, he's a little baby now you know so he, he's not going to be like Oh, sorry, I can't do that because, you know, yeah. people, I just, sometimes I'm like, gosh. I know. And if you know how he came up as well, like, if you've read that book that he has, fucking... Yeah, yeah, I've read the book, yeah. You, you fucking know that, like, he deserves it, all the shit that he went through, all the debt he, he went through. Hard. Yeah, exactly. So, like, fucking, who fucking cares? Like, that's I what I mean. people behind the screens or people that talk shy did just as much as he's doing and work hard. Yeah. They might get to the place they want to be instead of slagging someone Yep, 100% agree. I know, it's fucking, it's mind-blowing. Um, yeah, I so agree. So, whenever you, when was like the first time you seen uh, Conor McGregor in the HQ? When did I see Conor McGregor? I've seen it when he came to the SBG HQ camp, but properly in SBG would have been when he was getting ready for the Cerrone fight. Ah, okay, cool, yeah. He came... Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, didn't speak to him around the but yeah. just seen him around the match, you know what I mean? Obviously, John and uh, Owen Rodney was there and all that, they're concentrating on him. Um, but it would have been the Cerrone fight. Was that in, that was in January, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so that's when I would have, would have seen him properly on the pro team, like, yeah. That's so weird. Like, um, were you, like, starstruck? Were you like, oh my god, oh my god, it's Conor McGregor? I was a little bit, I was like, oh my, like, I wouldn't be one to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I have respect for them all. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. They're all just. They're all my teammates. We're all, we all have the same like goal. We all want to be fighters, and that's 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 it, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, fuck, I don't know if I can. I can't help myself. Like, if I was training at SBG HQ and I seen him, I literally run over and like start trying to fucking, ah. I don't know, pull, pull his fucking shorts down or something. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so s
<laughs> it'd be fucking I would be going nuts. <laughs> um Yeah. Now there is people that fly in like obviously because we have people from foreign countries come and train. Yeah. Train for a week or so with John. And you do see a lot of them go over to Connor and I'm like, Oh god, good good God, like he's training for a fight and he he'll say hello to you but they'll be like, So we get photos and you're like, He's yeah. in the middle of a session. <laughs> yeah. I know. Just, like and I was like, I wouldn't have the balls to do that, so fair play to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and then you're thinking, like, if you piss him off, he's just going to, like, tell you to fuck off, or he's just going to, like, hit you with a fly oh, kick. He's, I say he's done that many a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I feel like, if he was just there, like, training, like, and he wasn't training for a fight, like, if he was training for a fight, I think I would, be, I would do the same as you. Like, I would obviously give him the respect, because you don't want fucking... You don't want some fucking fanboys running over to you, fucking trying to suck your dick. You no, want to just like focus I, I on the fight. That would if that would annoy me. I'd be like, look here, minute session. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, you had that last fight as well, and then it got cancelled. What was the go with that? Was that because of coronavirus or something? Yes. Oh God, I've had about six MMA fights cancelled because me. of different reasons. Now the IMAF was my fault, but then I had. To, I can't, um, not Camboys, a, the, the one, the last one, the U, the IUR, I had case, two cases legacy fights, they all MMA, they've all been cancelled, every single one was cancelled for some godforsaken reason, yeah. and I'm here like, am I ever going to get, my debut was supposed to be December of 2018, fuck me, I've had two years, except the IMAP, the IMAP is my fault, but the rest, it's just been, that was when I, I had my, I had the flyer cage leg thing. I was fighting a girl from Cork. Then she broke a jaw six days out. That was cancelled. And it was just like, ah, I've come to a stage now where I'm not going to fight anyone. But I yeah. don't mean that in a cocky way. <laughs> you know, I'm not a cocky person, but I'm just like, can, you just, can I just fight now? Yeah. I'm, I'm training, but I'm not getting the results. You know, I'm yeah. not getting any satisfaction. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I love the sport. I'd never change it, but the fighting is what yeah exactly keep you going for that matter do you know what I mean so would you not like well, in the meantime whenever you're like whenever you're trying to get the MMA fight on the go like would you not like fuck about with some kickboxing fight, fights or like or jiu jitsu tournaments jiu jitsu tournament yeah no problem I do a lot of them in between but obviously with COVID at the moment there isn't any but I would have done a lot of um, a lot of competitions for jiu jitsu kickboxing I kind of come to a stage where I'm like I've done so much of it Mm-hmm. I just want to concentrate on MMA. Yeah, okay. You know, but there's not that many girls in Ireland to fight. Mm. So then when if I get cancelled, I'm like, oh Jesus, that's another one that, that I can't fight. That one, that one's gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, they can only run so much. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, you can't keep running and running away from me because I'm still going to be here. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. anywhere, you know? And I, I don't like saying something like that because I'm not cocky, but it's just come to a stage now where I'm like, you're going to eventually have to fight me. Yeah. So just just get it over. And I'm going to be going, I'm going to try and get to the UK as well for some fights, obviously, when COVID is over because there's a, lo- a load of girls over there that yeah. would be, that we wouldn't fight me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So like, the so organ- I have my name in for lots and lots and lots of um, organizations in Ireland, like Kate, like, you know, them, but I just never get matched or if I get matched, it gets cancelled, so I don't know what to do. So like, yeah. I can't win. I know that it must be so annoying because like you're you're ready to go um, and you can't get. But I want to prove to people that I'm ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people are like, "Oh yeah, you're all talk. You do this, but you never fight." And I'm like, "But it's not. I fall from not fighting." Yeah, exactly. You know, I get a lot of that, and I get a lot of just 
just because you train with McGregor's team doesn't mean you're that good and all this shit. But I'm like, you just have to wait and see until I fight. Yeah. So that's why I'm eager to fight as well. <laughs> well I'm eager to fight as well because I love the sport. So it's kind of like a, it's a bit of a downer, yeah. So see with like the organisations and um, like obviously who puts you into the organisation, is that solely yeah. John's decision where he puts you? Um, it's John and Dave. We have uh, another coach, Dave Roach. So he, he kind of looked after the amateurs a lot. And John okay. would be the pros, but John would have a say in it as well. Like, yeah, you just he he'll see an organization and he'll put your name into it, and your weight, and your yeah record, or whatever they want, and then they'll try and match you. And when they match you, they yeah. message John or Dave and try and get it sorted. Nice. And so, like, say, like you done a couple of fights, and like someone like say the lower organizations, um, and say like you say you done like five fights and you won all five of them, would. I know, obviously, you don't know how, like, well, maybe you do. Um, I don't want to insult your intelligence, but, um, like, whenever, like, um, like, from looking at other fighters, like, would John, like, say, like, he's seen, like, someone who was new and they'd done five MMA fights and they won all five, would he be like, okay, she's ready for, like, Bellator or something like that? Uh, I would like to say, no, I'd happily go pro straight away. So that's, that's my, the way I am, but I know that amateur is so important. Yeah. But because I'm so eager to get, like, I have goals and, like, I have to make them. But I'm not going to rush. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, let's go pro. But yeah. I know realistically that is not the right thing to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. It depends. John knows. John John will tell you when you when he thinks you're ready. Yeah. You know, I've had many a conversation with John. I'm like, right, John, can I go pro now? Yeah. I'm not getting any average fight. And he's just looking at me like, you're bloody crazy. Right? I'm like, yeah, I know that. But, I mean, can we... You know, and he, but he knows when, when you're ready to go. Yeah. You know, because he knows who you're going to be up against. He knows if your wrestling is ready or if your kickboxing is ready and all that kind of stuff. So I, you just have to trust your coach, not just John, whoever your coach is, you know. Yeah. And for them to make the right decision for you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, another question just popped into my mind whenever I was talking there. Uh, <laughs> did you find a big difference whenever you came from kickboxing to using... The gloves and kickbox into the MMA gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, like when you're getting hit with big 10 ounce gloves, it hits you in the face. But like when you're getting hit with four or six ounce gloves, it's hitting you in specific parts. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it just a little bit, little bit sore. But um, your head, your arms, your arms don't feel as heavy. Mm. But um, it's hard because your fingers are out in the MMA gloves as well, so you have to get used to it. Yeah. But you get used to it after maybe three months. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't want to keep you any longer, but there's just a few more questions that I've got for you. Um, That's fine. So with whenever you came to Dublin, and obviously you were saying that um, you were uh, getting money off your parents, and then you were um, getting some of the welfare as well. Um, yeah. I take it were you just fed up and you were like, "Fuck it, I want to be my own boss," and that's why you started the uh, the personal training. I wanted to work for myself. Now, obviously, I have a job in a gym, like because that's what I need, because I need to. Yeah. But when I set up that business, I was like, God, yeah, this, this might not work, because like mm. I'm young and people don't, you know. Yeah. It it took off. It didn't take off as well as I thought it would. Um, but this year, the past four months, it's literally skyrocketed. Yeah. Because I literally, I have a my friend works in marketing, Beatrice, so she's been doing loads of 
messaging kind of stuff for like how I should be put my social media, how to get new followers, how to get new, how to build a, yeah. a clientele. So since I started properly nailing it down, it's it skyrocketed, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of what I wanted to happen. So six months later, after I started business, it happened properly. So that's what, that's what I want. That's amazing. And like, do you feel like, uh, I seen with like coronavirus, like a lot of people doing those like home workouts and all like i've seen some people who start off with like a thousand followers like i know it's not all about followers but it does fucking help because you get more of a reach but then like i seen someone who started off like a thousand followers and then i went back to them like a few months after whenever coronavirus hit and like they had like 10k and it was because like they were doing like sort of like the home workouts and all and then they obviously went into the pt in business and like they must be getting like a good amount of clients because everyone wants to be a pt yeah exactly like it's fucking everybody it's crazy um it's so competitive as well but like if you find like your niche and you find something unique like people are going to want to come my to my issue you. is that i started a business in dublin probably the, one of the most competitive countries <laughs> yeah yeah oh like i was competing against people that had really like 25k followers and they're like 100 <laughs> like great yeah you know but obviously i have i have more now since i built it but i started to aim at home as well in nail yeah. I got my I sent my mum flyers and she put them up around Newport. Oh, that's lives, good. You know? So that's where I got more followers. And then they yeah. shared their friends in, in maybe Galway or something like that. That's how yeah. it kind of started to build up. I started to aim at the little counties, which would obviously be male. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the way I should have done at the start. But obviously, I just didn't. Yeah. I don't do marketing, so I didn't know what to do. I was just throwing everything out there. Yeah. But I did like advise any second business to. to to get a marketing manager or maybe just help off someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can't know everything. Yeah, exactly. And see with the likes of uh like your like you're studying for the um like to be to become a PT. Did you do it online or did you like uh, go to any like sort of um like establishments? I did both. Okay. Cool. So I did mainly all my theory online. It was just the practical side of things. Yeah. That I um I did in a gym, but it was I wasn't like UCB or, or any of them. It was a smaller um, yeah. organization because if I went to college, I couldn't train full time. Yeah, exactly. But my full time training is what I wanted to do, so I made it work. It took a little bit longer, but I'm qualified, so yeah. <laughs> I came out the end in a good way. So exactly. Yeah. No, the reason why I asked that, like, I don't mean to like, I don't want to like seem offensive or anything, um, like, because no. I get I get some people who like. <laughs> They get freaked out whenever, like, you ask them, like, "Oh, where's your qualification from?" or anything like that. And um, but, like, it's cause, like, I'm trying to, like, it's something that I think I would be good at. Like, I would like to go into like PTing, but like, obviously, I know it's very competitive, and I need to get like the theory side of things done first. So I was just wondering, like, is it more beneficial to do it online, or should you go to an establishment? Or I like doing it in my own time. I like doing it by myself. Do you yeah. know, I hate school. I hate having to sit in a classroom and stare at a whiteboard. So I knew that I wouldn't sit there in college or yeah. in online. I'm, my, I'm in my own home. You know, I'm doing it by myself. Yeah. That's why I like it. But everybody's different. You know, I have a friend that's doing personal training in UCD. Mm. And she absolutely loves going in. Where I was like, no, I don't want to go in. You know, yeah. that's just two different preferences. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I totally get you. Mm-hmm. How's your eating as well at the moment? Like with... Uh, like with like so you like your nutrition is it do you like look after yourself or are you like a foodie like me like i love like pizzas on the weekend and stuff like that i love food <laughs> yeah absolutely love it but i just uh, 
I used to have issues with eating. I used to like cut and I used to like binge eat. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I actually got a new nutritionist, Dean Kirk. In the she, he's actually from the UK, and um, I literally during the first lockdown, I lost that when I was heavy because of the when I was a bit um with my mental health when I went a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. I put on a load of weight, and Dean actually helped me get it all off. Okay, so cool. I'm still working with Dean, even though I have a qualification in nutrition. Yeah. I if someone else tells me to do it, yeah, I'm more likely to stick to it. Yep. Just on the nutrition side of things, because I've always had an issue with that. Cause, yeah. Um, I just had an issue. I don't actually know why. I just had an issue. So now it's more of a lifestyle for me. So I make sure that I get full meals in. Now don't get me wrong. I have a treat day the odd day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like anybody would. But I try and keep my meals as clean as possible. Yeah. So I don't go back to that again yeah of course it's fucking mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to get out of like i was in i was in the stage uh about a couple about two months ago where like i was just like clean eating and um mm-hmm. i was starting to see like progress in my body and then you know whenever you hit the plateau at the gym and you're just like oh fuck and like i couldn't see like any more progress and then i went back into my cycle of just eating like binge eating on the weekends and like all the progress that i made in a week at the weekend, it was just getting fucked about because I was eating pizzas, donuts, cookies, fucking... It was like being undone. Yeah, it's so fucking shit. And it was like, I just like went back to the studio. I used to always yeah. guilty. I ate something shot. I was like, why? I, I know. I know. So why couldn't I just have one, but I had to have the whole whatever, you know? <laughs> no. But um, it's tough, it's tough. It is tough. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's like you said, it's a lifestyle. You can't just do it like as a hobby for a couple of weeks. Like it is a life, a lifestyle. Exactly. Um, no, it, it makes so much sense. Um, want to ask you a couple, one last couple of questions. Um, when do you think you'll be fighting next? Then. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm aiming for February. Okay. And um, Dave, one of my coaches, Dave Roach, said that February we could be aiming for. Um, so I'm just gonna say to myself that I'm fighting in February. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I think that's a good sort of marker as well, because like you have the Christmas period over with, and then New Year, New Me sort of comes in, and you're just like, "Fuck it, let's do it." <laughs> um, yeah. And what's sort of like your what What's your dream? Like, where where do you see yourself in a couple of years' time? I see myself maybe Bellator first. I'd like to do Bellator, then I'd like to go to the UFC. Um, I've always said I want to turn pro by the age of twenty one. Um, so I have two years to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully maybe UFC by 24, 25. But it depends, you know, how things go. Yeah. But my goal is to be in the UFC. That's the end goal. Um, obviously, with my business, I would like love to like get it bigger. And I want to eventually own my own gym as well. That's, that's yeah. the two main kind of things that are on my mind all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Trying to work towards that. And then anything else that comes along is a bonus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, no, well, that's good. That's good goals to have. And um, I think that's everything. Yeah, I've went through everything, which is good. And um, 
so just for people like to look at your shit, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, YouTube or anything? Kind of side of things. <laughs> yeah okay no it makes sense um well sure afterwards i'll get do you do like a blog or anything like that no i okay. uh, to be honest i work off instagram and facebook okay cool um at the moment <laughs> <laughs> no but that's that's okay it's working um i'll uh i'll put whenever i put up the post and um, i'll put the podcast up tonight i'll get the post out and uh get people to go and look at your shit um Oh, that's one last one last question. Sorry, this is definitely the last no, question. I'll okay. Let you go. What advice would you give to a young girl who wants to be an MMA fighter? Follow your dreams. Brilliant. That's it. Because <laughs> if you don't follow your dreams, there's no. You know, you're gonna have to do something that you don't want to do. You know, like I just took the took the jump when I went and I joined John's gym. Or if you want to join somewhere else, you know, you never know what their dream may be. Yeah. And if they want to join, I don't know, Roddy's gym or Rhino's gym, you know, they might have their own thing. Go go to a different country and join the gym. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't no. make excuses. You know, if money's a, in, and which it, for a lot of people it is, money is a situation that they will worry about. They oh, don't have enough money to this. But save up. Start saving. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you save a, a grand, that's a grand towards your dream that you didn't have six months ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just have to go for it. Because if you don't go for it, you won't know. Yeah. And if it goes that way, then you can say, well, at least I put 100% into it. Yeah. And I go to the next thing that I want to try. Brilliant. That's that's good. Thanks very much for that. Okay, well, we'll end it there. But uh, yeah, Shania, thanks very much for coming on. And um, hopefully you do get your fight in February and we can uh, we can yeah. talk about it, try and promote it a bit more, more on uh, social media. Thanks for having me on. Anyways, it's a good talk. Yeah, perfect. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Yeah.